4: middle call hey behave! hello welcome to another edition of the haberman and middle cough podcast. hello friend. have you seen did you see the video today gymnast uh, all the big 10 all the big 10 um football highlights with the cbs college football theme in the background of them no was weird It was. It was weird. One of the things that was weird, because you're used to seeing it with the SEC music, one of the things that was like this hype video that was weird was they are showing all these moments, but it's like Rutgers touchdown, Pat Fitzgerald slow motion screaming. I'm like, guys, play the hits here. Give me Ohio State. Give me a Harbaugh. Come on, let's not overthink
5: this. We don't have to get everybody in. Yeah, give me a Saquon Barkley 80-yard run. You know, maybe even... I, hell, you could throw in a Matt Leinart touchdown pass this time. That crossed my yeah. mind too. <laughs> you know, I, I I saw you know I classic social media the UC Regents trying to flex their muscles like that this deal was signed like there ain't no coming back. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was I was in the car this morning and Brett McMurphy was on and they asked him because what's it like over a billion dollars a year, right? Uh, seven billion total or something. Yeah, seven. Yes, yes, yep. They asked him what he thought. He thought what the uh the whoever is like some guy filling in for Adam Shine asked him what he thought the influence of the Adam the LA schools meant to this deal and he said, you know, it's hard to truly round people would say 15 to 20% value just of <laughs> wow. those two schools.
4: Zeus says don't sleep
5: on Nebraska this year, boys. I did see, but uh, Wilner was tweeting this morning that like The UC is trying to block UCLA. Oh yeah, yeah. He put it at ten to fifteen
4: percent, which seems way too high to me. I put it at like 02 percent. Yeah, I think what somebody told me around uh, is that what what they might be trying to do is just getting get some money for Cal out of the deal. Which okay, I
5: why I feel no sympathy for Cal, and as someone who grew up going with his dad to Memorial Stadium, is that like. If it was Oregon or Washington or a program that truly, truly cared, and I'm not saying the coaches don't care, but the athletic program, the ultimate school, the institution, yeah, the, the institution just doesn't give a shit. So if if you were screwing someone that, that tr- it truly meant something to, right? Yeah, like like know. Oregon, hell, Oregon State, Washington State, like care, right? I, I just, I'm sorry if we list the Pac-12 schools, the institution Cal is easily at the bottom, right? Yep. So it's that, that's where. As someone who honestly wishes these schools would stay and we could be nostalgic and keep what we had going, which is clearly never gonna happen. They're the last school that kind of gets to you know bitch and moan and try to make a big deal. And I think and that's I, don't the know they, I don't know if
4: they have or not. I've I've never I haven't heard Cal say anything, but you might not have noticed.
5: If you ask the president, you're like, What? <laughs> well, there was some
4: story that they were they would have been okay with it. So I don't know. If you are watching us on YouTube, all right, like. Subscribe, maybe set a little alert for this channel. We appreciate that, helping our YouTube channel grow. If you're listening to the podcast, that's great, too. Give us a review. Five stars, Apple Podcasts. We appreciate that. You help us grow that way as well. Share it with friends. Share it with enemies. Um, we uh, we appreciate that big time.
5: Yep. Please do it. Share it with your friends. Leave reviews. Uh, we'll get back to the mailbag uh, coming up here soon. Football season right around the corner. Firing those mailbag questions in our uh, Apple iTunes. And uh, Yeah, subscribe, share with your friends, share with your enemies, podcast, tell everyone about it. I was eating dinner last night with a former UC Davis football player that played in the 80s with Chris Peterson and Dan Hawkins and uh, Gary Patterson and mm. Baladi. I mean, just some of the stalwart names that we all grew up hearing big stories about. And he's like, no multiple people that love the pod. So we are, uh, we are well represented in the in the five three zero area. You know the the Davis Woodland Dixon winners. You know uh-huh, West Sac uh-huh.
4: area. <laughs> uh, that market size that the, the big so big the Big Ten's interested. Yeah. Well, they're at, a guy. They're
5: adding lane on each side of the uh, of the causeway. I don't know if you knew that.
4: I I haven't I uh, haven't driven over the causeway in probably about a year.
5: No, actually, yeah. I have.
4: I didn't okay. notice though. Uh, shave it or save it. Somebody asked. That'll be coming back too. Hey, yeah, leave tra- leave tray alone. Leave tray alone. John, John, yeah, leave tray alone. John was probably having dinner last night with a Tito's. Extend summertime. That's our slogan, not theirs. We are sponsored by our friends at Tito's Handmade Vodka. How amazing it is! Twenty five years, over twenty five years, they've been going strong since Tito Beverage built his very own distillery, put his life savings into it, and then became. One of the great vodkas in the world. Award winner. Tra- Chairman's Trophy for the world's best vodka tonic. Double gold at the World Spirits Competition and the official drink of Haberman and Middlecoff.
5: Yep. I actually uh, I was planning on driving from Davis back to Walnut Creek last night, and I decided not to, So, I, but I didn't have a cocktail, but a round got ordered, and the round got ordered. It turned out by Bob Myers' brother-in-law, and guess what he said? We need some Tito's and sodas. So yeah! four of them got delivered. So uh, I, and I didn't know it at the time, but when I'm driving home with my brother, he's like, you know who that was, right? I'm like, no, I don't know who that was. We're just talking normal. And he's like, oh, that's Bob Myers' brother-in-law married to his sister. So nice guy, told some good stories, had, had a couple Tito's and sodas. Like There that. you go. How about a Tito Rita,
4: John? Two ounces of handmade vodka, a little orange liqueur, some lime juice, a quarter ounce of agave. Woo! That, that sounds fantastic. Maybe a uh, maybe a Tito's soda lime. That's an easy one. Extra lime, my order. But to however you enjoy, enjoy it responsibly. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas, forty percent alcohol by volume, namely eighty proof. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Joe, go go check out Tito'sVodka.com for all these great recipe ideas. And I think we'll break somebody uh, break something out new on Saturday night. Break out a new. Uh, I might try something Saturday night. We're going live on Saturday night after Niners-Vikings, so.
5: How do I look? Good. One, two, three, Tito's! <laughs> That's what, if, if I knew Dan Campbell, I, I would tell him to do that breakdown. We Yeah,
4: we could use Dan Campbell. Give us a little uh, give us a little pep talk. Was, uh, Dan Campbell's put down a Tito's
5: or two in his life. I don't think there's any oh question about God. that. Yeah, <laughs> 1,000%. Dan Campbell that what what would you guess Dan Campbell is 6'5 275 yeah I mean he looks incredible he's still got like that he clearly had an elbow
4: injury at one point in his career if you haven't watched hard knocks we are pro hard knocks John highly recommended I watched both episodes yesterday and uh enjoyed it you agree easy watch just you know just a solid football couple hours yeah it was really good it was really good Jared Goff throw a couple touchdowns all those all those guys that uh were, co- were players that are now coaches on the staff. You described it. It's fantastic.
5: Yeah. It's kind of the opposite of, you know, Kyle goes a bunch of guys that look like me and you that, like, this guy even play high school football. And then they all end up getting, you know, NFL jobs. Dan Campbell went the opposite. He got a team that, like, if you had to strap it up, the Lions would be a 10-point favorite against every team in the league. Right? They got quarterbacks, DBs, tight ends, running backs. I mean, they they got it all. Mark Brunel, underrated player. Like, Mark Brunel was good. Was remember? he underrated? Well, I think he made Pro
4: Bowls. Well, I know. I don't think he's underrated. I think people think Mark Brunel was a great quarterback. Yeah. I, I just don't think people
5: really talk about him. You know, well, he I disappeared.
4: Mean, I, he wasn't. He, it's like he went straight into coaching.
5: True. But I, I just mean for a guy that, like, how many Pro Bowls do you think Mark Brunel made? Uh, yeah. I mean, a, I don't know. Five, six would have been my guess. Yeah, maybe I'm overhyped. three, but okay. He had three. He's a really, really good
4: player. Yeah, yeah. Really
5: good player. From a fifth round pick to a uh, 16 year career, not bad. I want
4: one of those grit, those Lions grit hats. It looks like they're only, you know, like team issue. It doesn't, I don't think they sell them. Yeah. Do you notice one of the coaches wearing a hat that just says grit? Feels like he stole
5: it from part of my take. Yeah, it is grit week. They or did have grit, the definition in the team room, right? Do you think Dan Campbell stole grit from part of my take, or did part of my take take grit from Dan Campbell? I think part of my take stole just grit from football. I mean, it's just. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I There's think no it's question. it's a fate. I mean, isn't Angela Duckworth the most important characteristic of a successful human being is grit? I mean, I think that's like her book. I think it's called Grit. Grit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Duckworth uh, book? Yeah, it's Duckworth's book. There's the other I mean, one
4: talent is overrated by uh Jeff uh Anyway, what's all Tim right.
5: Grover just don't be a pussy? Yeah. <laughs> Tim Grover. I don't know. Uh all
4: right John, as you said today, choose love, love always wins. We finally got our photo. Kyle Shanahan and Kirk Cousins.
5: Enlarge that guy. That's that, that's that's what I was. It's better than I expected it to be. That that photo of the two guys coming out and it felt like This feels like Kyle made an effort to go see his guy, right? This is clearly, you can see the purple that's connected to the player's locker room, maybe the training room where the Vikings are going to come out. Maybe the Niners did too. I don't know the exact setup, but the Vikings are coming out here. Kyle Shanahan made an effort to walk over there and greet his guy. That Let's be real. This was a marriage. Part of the reason we talk so much about this, because it was destined to happen. Like two people that, you know, when they're 20 years old, like these two people are getting married, they're having kids, they're gonna, they're gonna spend the rest of their life together. It felt lock. And up until a crazy night when Bill Belichick or morning text Kyle Shanahan, like, you got 30 minutes, I'll send you my guy. And the world changed. You know, that guy was gonna get married and met some girl at a bar and <laughs> never look back. I, I still think you don't ever forget about your you know, a true love that didn't happen. And that that's what this feels like on both ends. Like it's obviously been very lucrative for Kirk. I would say the Minnesota Vikings, his career's gone pretty good there, right? He's thrown a bunch of touchdowns, he's made a ton of money. I think he's earned a lot of respect in the league, you know. Uh, and Kyle obviously he's won four playoff games, also made a ton of money, contract extensions, but the way they're looking into each other's eyes, it was like we know what could have been, you know, we know. You can't quantify what, what would have happened because it would have yeah. been lucrative and just fun. You know, we kind of speak the same language. We're both just kind of geeky in our own little weird ways. Uh, I ended up getting Zimmer, who's the, the angriest asshole ever. Kyle's like, I got Jimmy, who I forced me to trade 17 picks to get up this other guy, even though didn't it went pretty back. well, but didn't text back. This could have just this could have been great, man. Uh, you know, we
4: I quote it sometimes because I think it's such a great line, but the old Garth Brooks song, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. If Trey Lance turns out to be what they want Trey Lance to be, then as uh, Rascal Flat saying, God bless the broken road that led me to you. Uh, you know, it's I think it's probably for the best. You know, that sometimes what you want, the way you would con- completely control the situation isn't
5: actually, uh, it might be safe, but it may not be. The thing that can take you to the top. I think there's a chance that if this marriage had happened, the Niners made the playoffs more than just two times over five years, but have less overall playoff wins. Yeah.
6: It, to I mean, me, there's a chance
5: they have one playoff win and four playoff appearances or something. Or no no Super Bowl appearances. I mean, guy, they might have had one playoff win and that might have been in like the first round.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
5: But I, could, also, I could also see a home, a bad home playoff loss where all guy, uh, Captain Kirk throws a couple picks, you know, and everyone's like, "We can't win with this guy." Kyle's like, "No, I believe he got us to twelve wins."
4: Well, it's, he's like, he's, um, you know, you've heard the phrase "golden handcuffs." Uh, is that I heard it like when I lived in the city is it was, it was like, uh, you know, rent control is golden handcuffs because the rent. Oh, I thought is that's so what good.
5: Elon and the elites use in their orgy parties.
4: Uh, no, I mean maybe. But the rent is so low that you won't leave. But that means you'll just end up living in a one-bedroom apartment forever because it feels like you can't give up good rent. And um, I think in some ways Kirk is golden handcuffs. Like it would have been perfect for Kyle in so many ways, and yet it'd be so hard to upgrade, right? You wouldn't find a guy. You would just keep saying to yourself, well, yeah, I want a little bit of a better quarterback, but it's really hard to find somebody to replace him, so I'll just never take the step back necessary in order to take two steps forward. And, um, you know, the Vikings didn't have anything, so this is a great option for them. But ultimately, at some point, biting the bullet and drafting a quarterback
5: number three gives you a better chance to reach the mountaintop. I even think in a weird way, because Jimmy was a less potent thrower than Cousins, it forced Kyle and John kind of to build the team and think about game plans probably a little different than they even might have with Kirk which might have led them to some losses that might not have happened. Like ultimately cousins got good enough pretty quickly that like, is he not that you got to have, there's a certain amount of attempts. Good players have to have, but Jimmy was cool with like every game throwing 18. He'll do whatever, right? He was just cool. Just telling him what to do. He'll execute as well as he can make some mistakes. I think once you kind of view yourself as a better player, like what are Jimmy's best characteristics? Sometimes in a given play, he does dim, dumb shit, but I do think he understands exactly who he is. I think a knock sometimes on Cousins just over the last like five or six years, sometimes he thinks he's better than he is because he's kind of on this weird line where it's like, well, look at his stats, man. Pretty fucking, he can throw mid 30s, high 38 touchdowns or something. But you watch him and you go, well, he's not, he's not a, the other group of guys, but I bet if you looked at him, he's like, I view myself maybe not Patrick Mahomes or whatever, but I'm much closer to him than I think the group you think I belong to. Yeah, he's also playing with Diggs,
4: Jefferson, Thielen. Right now, he's not playing with great defenses, but he is playing with great weapons. Dalvin Cook went still. healthy. Yep, Madison, the Boise State running backs, a badass. Yeah. Yep. So, by the way, did you see that uh, there was a there was a fight? Not a fight, but that Adam Thielen got pissed off today. As I predicted, John Niners spent Wednesday getting burned in the secondary. They started tackling guys to the ground today. Adam Thielen got mad about it. Who do you attack? I nobody. I don't know anybody in particular. One of the Vikings reporters tweeted out. I mean, you saw that you tweeted the video or retweeted the video of um, Drake Greenlaw not detaching himself from a tackle. But I think this, it's just
5: going to be the nature of this defense. They're just they're an edgy group. Yeah. I, I could see Thielen uh Yeah, I, I would imagine do you see the highlight of Justin Jefferson's one handed catch? He was like seven yards out of bounds, but it was like, Jesus, can can every guy in the league now catch one handed? Like how many guys how many of the top 20 wide receivers can pretty easily, if you put in their vicinity, like come down yeah. with a one handed catch? It feels like the percentage is pretty high. Really high. I felt like when we were kids, I mean a one handed catch would have been a play of the month, right? I mean, a legit, like in traffic, like a. You think one it's you it's glove related? I think that's added to do it. Yeah, it's like are guys really hitting three hundred fifty yard drives, or is it the technology and the ball is so insane? Right. I mean, I, I I think have you ever put on just felt one of those gloves? I've had I've seen people argue old players like everyone talks a lot of shit about the Stickum crew, but it's it's closer than people ever want to acknowledge. Yeah, yeah,
4: I do think like with something that's mechanical, like driving the ball or throwing the ball. There's been such a progression in the video technology that you can really hone in every centimeter, every pitching arm slot. slot. Right. Yeah. So, but true,
5: but video, but I
4: I agree with your ultimate point, which is, it does feel like it's happening left and right. I guess you get, maybe guys used to be kind of afraid to do it. Like this is bullshit. Why am I going to try and catch it with one hand? What I can catch it with
5: two and not get yelled at? Wonder if like training regimens regimens with judge machines have changed. Were you just working on it, right? You know, like the Steph guy, who's kind of a what's his trainer's name that now trains a bunch of people. Like you just get a specific trainer. He does yeah, with the tennis like, uh, balls. Yeah, you know some of those hand ideals. What's that guy's name? He, I remember early when hey, Steph was so, blowing up. He was doing interviews left and right. I think he still does a lot hand. I thought.
4: Not hand, is it Jimmy? G- Jimmy B- hand, Bill B- hand.
5: B- uh, I-, I thought it's something ham or hand or something like that's his last name. I, I thought he did trains Joel and Bede now, too. Oh, da- Brandon Payne. Brandon Payne. Okay, I'm a little off. Um, you-, you can still, if you're in the car on the right day, it's like John Lund. Coming up next, Brandon Payne tells us about Steph Curry's new uh ball trick. Uh,
4: Yeah. All right. Should we d- jump into some stuff? Yeah. Do we want to start with uh? Yeah, start with whatever. Well, I know. Whatever. Deshaun Watson's suspension was announced today, John. 11 games and a $5 million fine, which means he'll return for the Browns game against the Texans. NFL Network has reported that um, the Browns will not trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. And uh, so we can talk about the Deshaun element of this, but there's a preseason game on Saturday. Then everybody plays a preseason game Thursday.
5: The following no, they, week. They, they don't actually.
4: They oh, yeah. We that. talked
5: about this. What is it now? Is it? Is there anybody Sunday? Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think okay. the, there's there's just the Niners play on Thursday. But That's Thursday's right. Because you went to Saturday.
4: three preseason games. You don't have to have yeah, everybody play. Earlier. You got a lot more time. Thank you. yeah. You've corrected me now twice on that. Um But at that point in time, if no starting quarterbacks get hurt to the degree that the Niners would trade Jimmy Garoppolo, we we are looking at basically a weekend change before Jimmy Garoppolo would probably get released at this point. Because if he's not going to be a Brown and the Steelers aren't going to trade for him and the Texans aren't
5: going to trade for him, then no one's going to trade for him. Is it? I think it's on the table now that he's traded within the next seven, eight days, right? Well, are you, once the preseason, like once Thursday or Friday end, whatever that date is, like the, let's just, 24th, 25th, w- do you really going to hold on till the 30th? Like who just hopes some guy gets hurt in a practice? No, I, I
4: no, I'm that's what I'm saying. The last game, 27th is next, The fo- not this Saturday, but next Saturday. So at that point, if no one's been hurt, isn't it time to cut them? Yeah.
5: And depending, I mean, is it at this point in time, is it crazy to think that he's not released really sometime next week? You could say what's their rush? That's always the pushback. But like, what 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 are we doing at this point? You just holding out hope that. <laughs> but you can say that into... for the last several weeks. What we I, I know, that? but it was a little different. There, a couple things. You were. It felt like you're waiting on Deshaun. Deshaun thing, and if you're the Browns, you don't have the picks. You're waiting on him to get cut. Uh, all of a sudden the Jets thing happened. You're like, oh my god, and then it turns out. It's not that bad. And worst case, he misses a game or two. Uh, So if you told me, let's just say they – let's just say Monday comes around. And, you know, the 49ers have just – they worked with Jimmy. Jimmy said, could I be released? And they were cool, and they released him. I I don't even think it would be that crazy. Like, they held on hope through all the July, the majority of August. The main curveball was Deshaun Watson. They had one injury – in a weird way, not you and I were rooting for Zach Wilson to be fine, but like it would have behooved them if he would have been out for the season. It didn't go that way. And they just gave him escape. Like what's the likelihood? Like at this point, we've seen these preseasons, like the Zach Wilson thing was kind of glaring because that never really happens, right? It's just none of these guys are even playing in the games now. You know, and, and it's weird, like Stafford's kind of come see. back. If I'm the Niners, though, let's
4: just the Zach Wilson thing. The Zach Wilson thing doesn't make me think that no one's going to get hurt. It makes me think that somebody might get hurt because he almost got hurt bad enough to have to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. But I like, think it's le- I think it's the less likely lottery. now.
5: All these teams like are playing these guys, right? In the third pre- not in the second preseason game, but are they going to come back and play in the third preseason game? Like Bill Belichick hasn't played Mac. Like you know, I just think it's becoming more and more in vogue, right, to not play guys. Like when Bill's starting to do it, that, that's on Is going to play again, or is he done after one game? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, he he, but yeah, he can play. Obviously, if he got hurt, I they'd be desperate. But but this was the last
4: great hole. Now it, you, I don't think you said this just now, but. It doesn't mean he couldn't be a Brown. It just means they're not going to trade for him. But is there a world where they release Jimmy Garoppolo and he signs with Cleveland? Yeah,
5: 100%. Don't you think? Uh, Yes and no. I mean, you think Jimmy Garoppolo is immediately signed or you think it could be like? I I think think he may wait. Is there is he a lock to be on a team week one? No, because I
4: I think it might be in his best interest to wait. Like, what are his options? Does he want to go sign? I I don't even know really what his options would be outside of Cleveland at this point. Right. But it might be in his best
5: interest to 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 wait a second and see if anything else happens. You could argue he just pulls a Gruden uh, like Monday Night Football. Just go away for a year. Sometimes just you go away, your hype grows. And then all of a sudden someone gives him like a two year, 60 million dollar deal, 40 million dollar guaranteed next year. (laughs) <laughs> you just don't play you just take the year off train stay in shape post some videos every once in a while of like working out with like you know some guy that's like 38 that's been out of the league like a Anquan Bolden or whatever like somewhere in Florida and you're just getting sweats on you're just like you know I just I needed to step away there weren't any good options I, I want to be fully healthy for 2023 and the hype people just like remember this guy he won four playoff games. remember this guy's played in all these big games and your hype kind of grows. But you go to a team and you struggle. It's like you put a new tape. Everyone's like, ah, oh, it's just Kyle Shanahan. Stay away from that guy. Not going to happen. But I don't think it's like if he just didn't play and just used some weird excuse like, you know, the options suck. I didn't need the money. I just wanted to make sure I was fully healthy. I didn't quite feel right. I'll be 100% ready to go by when free agency starts, ready to land with a new team. His, his interest could grow. I, I think it would be – you know he's done the thing where he
4: joined a team in the middle of the year and it worked, and I and I could see him thinking he could do that again, right? Just wait, see, kind of target some teams that are good. You don't want to go do that with a shitty team, but you look up and uh, I don't know if New Orleans would count as good, but they, I mean, they could be solid if something happens to Jameis. Like Jimmy could could join a team week seven, you know? what I mean, something like that. Like, to me, that's a possibility. Something happens to Trey, boom. back Comes back. Kept him this long. Not a terrible take, actually. Although we can talk about the Niners quarterbacks. So, anyway, Deshaun will be back. Deshaun will be back against the Texans. So, 11 weeks without him. Um, Which kind of seemed like the story, if he didn't get suspended for the year, the story out of Cleveland had been that they would stick with Jacoby. But 11's a long time. 11's more than half the year. So, you
5: wondered, like, if it was that long. But... Well, you can't afford to be like four and seven or something, right? You got to be like six and five and still to depend on him coming back and being good. I mean, we've seen it. Carson Palmer, we've seen guys take time off and it's just he hasn't played in a long, long time. I saw a headline today that he's like, obviously, they're going to put him on like he's not going to play anymore. So it's like his reps, just an exhausting story. You're saying he's not going to practice anymore. I, I don't know practice, no preseason games the next couple gotcha. games because gotcha. they need to get some other reps. I, I Maybe they'll still practice them because um, even if you're not practicing, quote unquote, with the ones anymore, you can still get them reps. Because uh, you know, technically his, his suspension doesn't start. These suspensions don't start till week one. So I, I would imagine you utilize all the time you have with them. But, uh, you know, there's no way around a kind of a black mark on the NFL in terms of just this situation was just, it's dragged out so long, right? To me, it's it's the length of this thing. <laughs> I mean, we've been going, he missed, remember at this time last year, he was like lining up at safety with this going on. So we are, how long does it feel like this has been going? A year and a half? And then it only comes back up when he comes back. This is just the return on investment on Deshaun Watson, the, the star player has just been terrible. I think when you say his name, just negative connotations are struck emotionally by people. It's just, it's not a good thing. Additionally, the Browns have matched the bad
4: publicity that Deshaun has brought by their action. I mean, the Jimmy Haslam, D. Haslam press conference today was not a positive for them. The interview that Deshaun did the other day. Wait, Jimmy Haslam and D. Haslam did a press conference today? Oh, yeah, with Andrew Barry. And it was just... Jimmy actually said, you know, there's a lot of other players that are reporting to camp today (laughs) as if like, you know, there's some other good stories here, people. How come nobody's talking about Miles Garrett, huh?
5: Well, someone asked Deshaun Watson. I just saw he's like, why are you sorry? He's like, because I triggered a lot of people. It's like yeah, Desher- non- well, they're, they're, he's just adamant that he did nothing wrong. That all the women wanted his dick, basically. I mean, that's what he's saying because he, it's, it's out that he had sex with all, you know, the majority of them. And he just claims it was consensual, so he's just saying they all wanted to fuck me. It's like that's, and he's standing by that. That's why it's just the whole thing, I think, is uncomfortable for a lot of people because it's like the amount of women. Though I, I'm, I've always taken the stance of like I never make the one-on-one situation. Only two people know, right? The Zeke and the chick, or the Roethlisberger. No one knows except truly those two people. Like, everybody, like unless you were in the room, no one has a clue. A situation where it gets the amount of the quantity. I, I'm sorry, it's just hard to just say something weird. Like, how does this happen? It's never. It's unprecedented yeah. with an athlete. So I'm basically saying it's 24 misunderstandings.
4: But there were actually way more than 24. That's well, yeah, whatever the number. I mean, but... <laughs> Uh, Mark on the stream says, "Would Andy Reid sign Jimmy to back up Mahomes? Jimmy can pull a Trubisky and be the top free agent quarterback on the market next off season." I'm not sure who their backup is, but I doubt. Chad Henney, 37 years old, followed by Shane Bouchelle. Remember SMU? I think. I think they like Chad Henney.
5: Yeah, I mean, he's not better than Jimmy though. If something were to happen to Mahomes when they signed Chad Henney originally it was because they wanted a married guy behind their young quarterback but now Mahomes is like the leader and married with a kid so maybe that goes out the window I, I you know i don't know how you transition like that was a big thing when mahomes became the starter they wanted an old guy who was married does that change once that guy becomes married and like 27 with a kid i you know i don't i don't not necessarily i do think it's you know we'll talk about this when we look ahead
4: to Niners Vikings on Saturday a backup quarterback you trust you're you're not you know, you're not really all that interested, probably, in incremental improvements. If you trust a guy, um, it would be a good fit for Jimmy, just because it would be the Chiefs could do it because there's no like the Dolphins could the Dolphins do it right? No, pretty. You, well, yeah. if you do it, then you're just saying a we don't. You're messing with them. Yeah, but Mahomes, he's good enough that no one would think twice about it. Um, could the Patriots do it? No.
5: Could the Bucks do it? Yes. You know if Tom says yes. Well, but you see Todd Bowles, they say he doesn't, Tom might not be back next week.
4: Well, yeah, because Tom but Tom would have to is Tom gonna retire.
5: Well, if he did, they would be interested immediately, right?
4: Todd Bowles on Brady's return. We'll see. We'll talk about it next week. I'm not concerned about it right now. We're trying to practice against Tennessee and play game. I said sometime after Tennessee. There's no definitive date. We'll keep in touch and try and find out. That's not those are not the words of a pre planned absence. Doesn't
5: seem to me. Pretty weird. Could he retire? I, t- I wonder if she's trying to get him to. I wonder if he's having second thoughts. I I, I do think his pride, I, I think it would be hard for him to come back and retire, don't you? And like quit. He'd feel like he's quitting on his team a little. Yeah. If he retired, it'd be pretty nuts, I think. So I don't think I there'd think be he a would retire be to and- come back again. If he retired, like he would be done. Yeah, I mean, football I, didn't mean as much to him anymore. I Maybe wonder if he, he pulled the plug,
4: missed it, came back and then realizes he didn't miss it as much as he thought he missed it. Like you just lost a little something and he can't get that little something back. The little thing that made him as competitive as he is at forty-four, forty-five
5: 45 years old. Just turned 45 a couple weeks ago, I think. Like, I That's wonder if I that little thing is gone. Yeah, it might be. Maybe the Niners are holding out for that. <laughs> there's
4: always gonna be something though. You always there's this is the way it works. There's always something
5: else to hold out for, John. <laughs> you can hold out, like, hey, what if uh w- w- you know, what if Ohio State just they lose CJ, just transfer portal. You just I mean they, they you hear every fucking thing. It's like, guys, there's but then things something. happen. Think about it. We this whole time we're like, what's
4: gonna happen that makes them hold on to Jimmy worthwhile for them? But a million things happen. Yeah. It's this, but there's all you could always keep saying. It's a Don Yee ruse. yeah. maybe it is a Don Yee ruse.
6: Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it.
5: Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code.
0: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward.
4: Uh, John, uh, riddle question, riddle trivia question for you. Do you know where the best place to be at an NFL field is?
5: Uh, as a fan player, coach, just the best place to be, uh, in the end zone with the ball. Yeah, actually you, you beat
4: me. I was going to say just next to Nick Bosa, <laughs> just on the defensive line with Nick Bosa, because when this man's on the defensive line, all eyes. Although in this particular drill here, he's getting single blocked by the left tackle, so all eyes were not on him. This video again from Brad of the SF Niners. How about uh, that D tackle coming in there as well? Great. Guy. Well, this is what we saw yesterday. Remember on the um, Kinlaw video that it was three other guys were getting pressure too.
5: My Look God. at this, Cousins would have got killed. Cousins, I mean, honestly, guy, Cousins would have got killed here, wouldn't he? Yeah god this is it's a beautiful thing to watch uh i mentioned this to you right before we came on is for the hype he's getting and i, I do believe now there's no like people aren't paying enough attention. no the, the hype on nick bosa is absurd right now it's well earned you know sometimes hype you know like this guy is I, you know i think i think Giannis take a step and then you watch him like holy shit Right, and the hype on certain players, and it happens a lot of times in sports. And it's like, God, can we pump the brakes a little bit? I think the hype on this guy, honestly, the guy that catches this ball as well, the hype on Justin Jefferson is pretty high. Catch one handed, pretty sweet. I think that was a different play,
4: wasn't it? Okay, oh, you might be right. That was the play. What the video I don't have is Bosa dominating the tight end, which honestly is not even—it's not even video worth playing. It goes exactly the way you think it would. It's—it's. It's, Stu, you can't. Is an NFL team really
5: going to try and block Nick Bosa with a tight end this year? Well, not consistently. And I saw maybe Lombardi was like, I don't know why they keep throwing the tight end on him. You know, they're not game; they're just running some plays, right? right? right. And Bosa just—they're lining up. It's an unfair in a game plan situation. I would imagine they would avoid. But football is ultimately football. Like you, there aren't like you know you can put three tackles over there. This play you see right here is a pretty normal play, right? Just looks like shotgun, four or five wide. Maybe there's three or three wide. They got a running back who's on that side to probably help chip. Doesn't uh, he doesn't touch him. <laughs> so I like, it like this is not it doesn't feel like Kevin O'Connell doing some crazy plays. Like that looks like a pretty normal formation to me, right? You can only do so much. Like you ultimately do need your left tackle whether it's Nick Bosa or whether it's some random backup on the Texans, he's got to – like, that guy's got to be able to block some people throughout the season by himself, right? Yeah. So, do you think 20 sacks is in play if he's healthy? Yeah.
4: Yeah, I I mean, this team last year was 3.1 sacks per game. In 2019, they were slightly better at 3.2 sacks per game. Um, maybe they could be the most productive Chris Kisarik D line since he, you know, with the 49ers, uh, just because it feels like Bo- Bose is at his peak. I just, it's, it is going to be for everybody else for Armstead, for Givens, for Omenahu, for, uh, Drake Jackson, for Ebicam, for Jordan Mills. It's, uh, you know, the, the year with Alden. And Justin Smith was so incredible. And Justin Smith got so much, rightfully so, got so much credit for it. But this feels like it's not just one person that benefits. It's everybody's going to benefit from this guy. And part of it, too, is that he is not just going to – he's going to be getting the sacks for himself. That's the part that makes him so special.
5: Yeah, I i, I do think by, like, this third year, I guess he started kind of getting in trouble. Alden had become – like he, he looked just like a specimen that was unblockable human. It's like, what is this? And what's cool to me about pass rushing, right? When you were around Alden Smith, it was like, he didn't look like a lot of NFL players. And, but they come in all different shapes and sizes. Then just a couple of years later, Khalil's drafted and we were around him a lot. And he looked a lot different physically than Alden. And I, I do wonder sometimes Alden would have been a great player if he would have had a fucking normal head on his shoulder and get arrested a lot but a lot of the consistent best pass rushers are kind of in the Bosa Mac, you know, uh, Vaughn Miller, kind of that 6'2 to 6'3, you know, Derek Thomas, an all-time great pass rusher. When you can bend like that, part of Alden's was, was his levers were... It, it was stupid how long... You know, he's 6'6 almost, his arms. Bosa's ability to, like, play so low and bend is an unstoppable move, right? Like, he's not... Sometimes, like I think Khalil always kind of fell back on power a lot of the time because he was so strong. And sometimes just naturally, like some 330 guys, maybe not neutralize you, but they just kind of get in front of you. You just don't get that many sacks When you can win with speed consistently, you're just an unstoppable player. I, I think that's easily the best move. Just a speed rush that your speed is elite. And to me, that's what he has. Shot out of a cannon. Von Miller had that in his prime. I think from a defensive tackle, like ultimately Aaron Donald's really powerful, but he is so fast. It's like cat. It's like, he's like people like barely touch him. He gets so much hype how strong he is and the way, but his best plays, it's like he dips before they even get him. Now it's way different inside, right? It's like a little dip as a, as an edge rusher turning the hoop and the way he's doing it. And he's been doing it all camp. And what these clips, these two days, are just like, how are people going to slow this guy down?
4: Well, he he sets him up to dip around him and then just goes through him. <laughs> Doesn't this set up to you like Bosa's going to go around the left tackle? Why, and then I, he just goes right into him. You know what? He, it's like he changes halfway and decides straight line will be quicker.
5: Well, I think we talked about it yesterday. When you're that fast, like Bosa, I wouldn't say, has like a elite bull rush. Like, uh, you know, Khalil, I guess, would probably be one of the best rushes we've seen. Joey's got pretty strong. Like, to me, Joey's more of a power player. When you're that fast, if you watch that clip, the guy's, like, leaping back, you know, because he doesn't want to get beat around the corner. Well, when you're leaping back, and I'm not Howard Mudd here, I don't think you're in your best position to, like, kind of anchor down. So, all of a sudden, I think Bosa realized, this guy's fucking off balance. I just – because he doesn't really, like, throttle him. He just runs right through him because he's kind of off. And then the guy's kind of like this. Most tackles, even left tackles, are not Trent Williams. Obviously, most right tackles are pretty average. And most, I would say, half the left tackles around the league are very, very hit or miss. That when you're this good, you're just going to dominate. It's why the best pass rushers are dominate, right? Like, who's blocking this guy, Miles Garrett? His brother went healthy. The top guys, you, when you watch the game on Monday or Sunday night football or Sunday, you're just like, if you're watching that player, like, what are they supposed to do? You have to cheat. I mean, it changes the offense. You have to cheat.
4: All right. What to watch for Saturday will be on the live stream after Vikings Niners. But we know that Trey Lance isn't playing. This is not so many. uh, This is not so many, uh, not as many starters as we saw week one or in week three skull. You think we'll do the chant in preseason? Yeah, I think they do. I would would guess they do, too. I think they do. You only get so many chances. So what to watch for? I mean, we've talked a little bit about Brock Purdy and Nate Sudfeld. And we talked a lot in the offseason about if you were going all in on Trey Lance, do you need a more experienced backup quarterback like Colt McCoy, who was available and ultimately re-signed at a a low rate with uh, with the Cardinals? But... We've been to a lot of practices. We watched one preseason game. It sounds like it seems like there is some confidence in both Sudfeld and, and Purdy. So we'll put that at the top of the list of what to watch for on Saturday.
5: I've come around a little on Sudfeld. I just think I probably a little group thinky uh, since the moment happened with the Eagles. And just I, maybe I just fell into the camp like this guy's got to suck. Everyone thought he sucked. Everyone thought the Eagles tanked because of him. So I never, I guess, took him that seriously. Uh, but I do think. With the practices we've been at, he's looked very, very capable. Uh, the, I thought the preseason game, he made some fantastic throws. Y- you had a prominent player shoot you a DM or text that, you know, we we were being, I think, too hard on him. And I, I, I we're not alone. I think a lot of people just assume he's not very good. Like, if you just ask a random person, they would go, Nate, oh, that guy's terrible. And then he kind of just – coaches love him. Players love him. He does have a very talented – He's a talented thrower of the football. I think to me, my knock on him is like, can the guy move? And I I do think it's harder to play in 2022 when you can't move. Like Colt McCoy ultimately is pretty athletic. He doesn't like, I would imagine Nate Sudfeld has a much stronger arm than Colt McCoy, but Colt can run around even though he's 10 years older than him. But there's a reason this guy is sticking around. Now we talked about before we hopped on, there's a bias in scouting, when you like a guy, but the guy's not a very good player, but you root for him as a player. And I think it happens sometimes. Like, it happened with Solomon Thomas and John Lynch. I think it happened with Mayock and Cleveland Farrell, right? You can just really fall in love with the person, and you, like, want him to be a better player. And it can happen vice versa, too. The guy's such a good player, but he's a shithead, and you you know. But I think it happens a lot with good guys. You're like, God, I just want this guy to be good so much. And I think that could happen with the quarterback position, Because when you're not playing, right, your intangible stuff, like you in the office, you're doing a lot of coaching stuff. Like how often when you're watching a game on Sunday, hell, it happens on Saturday, too, is the backup quarterbacks there with a thing in his ear, hat on, helmet to the side, something, a clipboard, usually next to the coordinator. Like he's he's like playing an active role in the whole thing. And then you hear the stories of quarterbacks talking about like what he does for them during the week. It's like me and the backups meet on our off day to go over scouting reports. I would imagine sometimes the backups come prepared as well. You know, like when you go to a potluck, it's not like they show up empty-handed. I I, I think they play a huge role in coaches. Shit, you and I, uh, definitely just the casual fan never see. We we can't even quantify it. So if he throws a couple, if he had to start a game and he sucks, we'd just be like, screw this guy. But to Kyle, it's like, I don't think you guys understand his value because I'm with him every day. And Trey, I'm with him every day. And his value in the building of, hell, maybe he's a really positive person. Now, I'm not defending this because I think it can get you in weird spots because you can rely on that guy immediately, right? If Trey has a high ankle sprain week one and is out a month, I mean, there is no hiding, Sudfeld. Like, you have to play. And I think that's where I think those guys would say, well, we feel pretty confident about it. It's like, well, I would bet against it, but I, I'm, I'm prepared. I might be wrong. The Jets are saying that with Flacco. Like, you guys don't understand how good Flacco is. He's been playing awesome. Like, they're we think we can win a couple games if Zach's not ready to go week one. Like, they're putting that out already. And they're not alone, right? If if you've been following football, this consistently happens our entire life. But then eventually that when that guy gets thrown in, you're like, well, they were a little off, <laughs> you know? It's yeah. hard, partly because well, it's very, very difficult, right? It's so the one. It's definitely the position where there are like 15 guys that you feel good about, and about seven of those, everyone talks shit about as well.
4: And any time a backup quarterback plays, it's a bad situation. They're being, by nature, by they are Someone's by definition, suspended, they're, yeah. they're being put in a bad situation. You know, your, your emergency contact you just made me think of this is not necessarily your best friend. It's somebody you trust the most because they need to answer the phone when you are in an emergency. And backup quarterbacks are emergency contacts. So it's not necessarily about trying to find the most Hell! talented. That's why my mother calls my brother. <laughs> it's not about trying to find – well, if he doesn't answer, then you know you better answer. Yeah. He is a nice It's not about trying to find the most talent. It is about having a trustworthy person. I got a DM from somebody today who actually told me that they ran into you at the Bay Club many years ago. Who's friends with Sudfeld's family? Because Sudfeld's from like Modesto or something. Did you know that? I've, I've I did not know talk it about it recently, but until uh, this person DM me and I, st- I was like, "Wait a second, why are you friends with the Sudfelds?" And he said, "People he he kind of got a rep as Kirk Cousins Jr. back when they were in Washington together." Jay Gruden and Sean McVay drafted Nate Sudfeld. That's who was in charge of you know Kyle wasn't there, but it was Sean McVay and uh, Jay Gruden was the head coach um as a six-round pick so uh yeah i mean i think you could argue there's just qu- quite a bit of trust there and a lot of it goes to the value of having him around trey lance especially with an inexperienced i know brian greasy played. brian greasy would bo- actually could handle the Lions staff he'd probably be the lions well him and brunel that'd be a good team brunel against greasy but there's probably a value right nate subfield's been in more qb meetings uh in the last five years than brian greasy has do
5: you know where I think Sudfeld is hard for us out West is he played, played in the Big, he played in the Big Ten and he played at one of the worst Big Ten schools. So we don't watch him. Yeah. But then you find out you're like, well, he's a West Coast guy. How do you end up at in Indiana? I just pulled up his wiki. He was actually committed to go to Arizona in. It would have been, you know, probably the 2010 or 11. Yeah, it would have been 11. And then I think Stoops got fired. That's probably when Rich Rod came in. Well, obviously Sudfeld's not a Rich Rod guy. And that's when he signed with Indiana, which you would say it feels like has run more pro-style stuff. Isn't isn't Tedford? Wasn't uh, the Fresno State guy? Didn't he go there for a minute and come back? Uh, So it's like they run a a real NFL program. And then, like you said, it was Sean McVay and Jay Gruden. I honestly just I, I didn't even know that until we just talked it out makes me understand him a lot more Doug West coast guy, right? That's his offensive philosophy. I know he changed, right? He became more like RPO stuff, but like Doug Peterson at his core played for Mike Shula and Andy Reed in the nineties. Like that's who taught him football. I, I, I get Nate Sudfield a lot more now that I kind of look at his bio and kind of just see, because I, I guess in my mind, it's like Modesto. Like, so what I, I, probably my own fault. It's pretty easy to look these guys up. I assumed he was like a JC transfer and he was just kind of like an undrafted free agent. Then once you're at practice, you're like I get it. I see that he looks the part, probably a smart guy. I, But he was drafted. I've a lot of teams around the league. You know, every guy that's going to get drafted at quarterback, a quarterback coach, an offensive coordinator, it doesn't matter if Patrick Mahomes, your quarterback, Tom Brady, or, you know, uh, Jalen hurts. You evaluate the quarterbacks every year. I saw, what was Kyle talking about? Oh, he's talking about Kevin O'Connell. And he's like, we've never worked together. But, you know, what's funny is my first year as a quarterback coach is when he was coming out in the draft. And I remember vividly watching the San Diego State because he was a guy going to go in like the top three or four rounds. And so you just get a, you know, as a position coach or a coordinator. And as a coordinator, I mean, the most important position is the quarterback. You do get a pretty good, like, you You spend a lot of time for a couple months in the offseason getting to kind of know these guys. Usually, how often do you see, like, you know, this guy worked out with 30 of the teams. It's just a natural part of the business. And quarterbacks, I mean, who do they ultimately like the most? Other quarterbacks, right? Or, or offensive coordinators. Who do they like talking with? Quarterbacks. Because what do quarterbacks talk like? Coaches, kind of, right? So it's just, I, I, I get this. I, I, I do. Because you and I got Brock Purdy. We're like, you know, this guy's pretty highly touted. Uh, He, You know, the picture that went viral yesterday, he was the Arizona Player of the Year in high school, helped make Iowa State have, like, their best three or four years ever. Remember, I think it was last year or two years ago, it was senior night, and Campbell was crying, and and he said after the game, this is the most successful senior class in the history of this program. And it happens every once in a while at a big program, right? They go on a great run. When I say a big program, like a Power 5 program that just has, like, their best win losses over a three or four year period. And the coach is so proud of like that senior class. They're like, these guys changed it for us. Fitzgerald's done it before. It just happens every once in a while at a program, not like Ohio state or Alabama, because that's like impossible, but like at a program like Iowa state and I get Purdy. like his only knock. It was on NFL network the other day, like just the Niner game click on niner packers i'm like oh they're rerunning like the regular season game it was like no the pretty season game but i was like i just kind of left it on had the volume on in the background like cooking dinner and one thing tim ryan says now tim ryan can be a little hyperbolic but it was like if this guy was six four i think he would have been in the mix he said a first round pick but i do believe him that or i do agree that if he was six four he would have been a much more talked about prospect maybe second third round but he wouldn't have been Mr. Irrelevant, right? I mean, the knock on him is he's tiny. If he was Nate Sudfeld's height, he would right. have been drafted much higher. Now, yeah. how high? He doesn't have Sudfeld has a better arm. He might have a better arm if he was Nate
4: Sudfeld's height, but yeah. Sudfeld has a good one. Thing this this guy gave me the other day was one of the reasons Sudfeld was going to go to Arizona was because he was he re, him and Foles were were tight. Did you know that? So no, you
5: knew that he was going to go to Arizona. Oh no, only because of this DM I got the other day. When who does he doesn't he kind of have Nick Foles vibes? Yeah, yeah. and I think Foles is a Foles
4: is a very high level guy, and clearly Nate has a lot of that too. So
5: Arizona was sneaky on some like pretty right quarterbacks with Stoops' brother, yeah, who's the worst brother, right? Mike, Mark is the one at Kentucky. Yeah, Bob and Mike. Mike was absolute batshit crazy. Like I, I think he was kind of like remember Ed Ogeron at Ole Miss. Where was like he is just nuts. Yeah. I think Mike had kind of vibes like that, like when in his Arizona stint. But is he,
4: is he somebody's defensive coordinator now? Is yeah, he Lincoln.
5: Lincoln fired him. Uh
4: oh, he's at sure. Kentucky.
5: He's a linebacker coach at Kentucky. He uh, was did you, the
4: DC. How did he get that at, job. He was the DC at FAU last year. Gotcha. How'd he get that job? <laughs> yeah. Uh Anthony on the stream says, Don Yee's playing 4D chess. Brady won't retire until the Niners cut Jimmy at the end of August. I don't know if Brady's just here to be a pawn for Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> I don't think he's in cahoots on that one. Uh, two other quick things, John, before we go. Uh, this little note here, Mike McDaniel says, wrong one, Mike McDaniel says that Tua is the most accurate, catch, throws the most accurate catchable ball I've ever seen. You know, Tua was 68% completion percentage last year. Could be worse for a second-year quarterback, and 64, 65% is rookie year. I think
5: the knock was downfield throwing.
4: Sixteen touchdowns, 10 picks.
5: Because I heard someone talking about Jalen Waddle. Like his yards per catch for a guy with had like 90 catches were pretty low. Well, why? He's probably getting a lot of screens and like wheel routes, right? Might get some more of those this year. <laughs> I think he's gonna get a ton. Um Bijan Robinson, Texas's running back,
4: one of the top players in all the college football. Have you seen his NIL promotion? No. <laughs> he has mustard called Bijan Mustardson. <laughs> It's Dijon mustard, and it says it tastes like a touchdown in your mouth.
5: I that's don't know what that good. means, but I think that's pretty good, don't that's, you?
4: It's pretty good. Yep, Bijan Robinson's Bijan Mustardson. It's like a touchdown in your mouth. It's made in Austin, Texas. So maybe it's- what did you see the the nil one
5: going viral of the guy like auto insurance or the coldest. What? What was that? Where did that guy play? North Dakota? Uh, Nebraska. But his Nebraska. name is the coldest. So it's oh it's, it's for God.
4: air conditioners.
5: Oh yeah, HVAC units. It it is
4: the coldest Crawford. People forget, uh, and most people that never commercial saw it. pretty poorly executed. But
5: but but if you grew up idea. if you grew up in the Sacramento area in the heyday of the Kings, Vladdy, Peja, Mike Bibby, they used to do these car commercials that are just. If you watched it now, honestly, it would feel more like the 70s than like 1999. The three of them in this tiny little convertible. My favorite part about that HVAC commercial, and I would imagine he is not alone. Wouldn't you imagine if you went to some SEC programs in smaller communities, there would be similar commercials? Yeah. They are truly pretty great, right? <laughs> you mean because they're bad? Yeah, but just because I, I do think that the person on the other end filming it is trying, and it's just – it's so cheesy, but they're they're not trying to be that cheesy. That's just right, kind of right. they're just that's, trying that's, to make they it. They are a real limited commercial. by their
4: production budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I did see Josh Kelly, the receiver for Fresno State, has a commercial for like a local bank in Fresno. And it's actually it's the production is very good.
5: The what does he say? I bank here, come bank here. Get it was best like rates.
4: he's like he's like in a parking lot and they do the little date and time at the bottom, like the classic sports center. Remember, every sports center ad would say like nine forty three, July 17th. You know how they, yeah, so they yeah, do that. Yeah. They show the bank. And then he's just in the parking lot like he catches a ball behind his head. He catches a ball behind his butt. And then like one of the bank employees steps in. He's like, all right, I got this. He's like, all right, Jennifer, throw it in there. And Jennifer like throws a bullet as the guy has his back to Jennifer and it just hits the guy in the back of the head and ricochets off. I mean, I don't really know what the point was, but it was the production value was very good. The production value was good.
5: I I I, we're just, you know, you live in bigger cities, you're not gonna get those commercials as much as the smaller towns that let's face it, kind of resonate.
4: It's what's great about watching, I'll tell you this. I was watching the Jags game on NFL Plus the other day. The NFL preseason broadcasts have the local commercials. Trevor Lawrence is part of one of the worst. I mean, it is a terrible, terrible commercial. He's like, hi, I'm Trevor Lawrence. You already know about the great care that you get from Henderson Orthopedics. You know what? I'm going to call an audible on this commercial. I'm going to tell you about the great people at Henderson Orthopedics. I mean, it is so bad. It is so bad. It's, I wish you could just watch a Jags game for that commercial, but.
5: I'm going to end on this. I, I was uh, with a guy who knew a guy very closely that was the doctor, uh, uh, main doctor in the Vegas area. And uh, he's like, you get compensated usually. Like he worked with the Knights and they pay you. You, you know, yeah. this guy's a successful doctor. Right. You know, Tiger's gone to him. Like you, you get the doctor, like, I don't need you for the publicity. I'm good at it. I, I'm I'm a sports guy. I want to be, but it's like it's not worth my time. Like I'm not just coming to hockey games. Right. Yeah. And it's a little risky, right? Like you, the, the Raiders moved to town. He's like, Hey man, they, they went to him naturally. He left after year. They don't pay. It's like, you know, they don't pay at all or they pay poorly. Zero. They just think like, Oh, you don't even want to be part of us. The NFL. He's like, yeah, no, I don't need you. Like I'm a <laughs> successful doctor here.
4: <laughs> if you want the best for your highly trained uh, athletes, important assets, you should yeah. use me. you me for my work that's That's how this works
5: who who, everyone you get paid this is a business makes the world go around this this is in 1987 guys time to adapt here we're not working in trade here wasn't trying to end with a shot at the raiders but it's just i did get the story wanted to relate to people so happened to be the last thing we talked about (laughs) all right the uh
4: the uh saturday preseason game we'll be there afterwards we'll be here on youtube So uh, tune in for that Saturday night. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of, we got games Thursday. We got games Friday. We got games Saturday. We got games Sunday. John will have full reports of all the preseason games coming up on Saturday night. Can't wait for that insight. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Much love. Keep it real.
5: Yeah.
0: Nooses. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medellin, the mark of a fighter.